Welcome to Yechezkel Perek Chavches. It's also Haftarah. I'll let you guess what it is. Um, here Yechezkel is rebuking Chiram. Um, that is how the Medjus Baratius Rabbah says it. Uh, if you want, you can look it up. It's Pei Hei and it's Simon Dalit. Um, who is Chiram? He's the leader of Tsar. He's saying that I was a god, even though clearly he's not. He's not the first king to say they're a deity. Of course, Paro famously said it as well. Now, Chiram was a close ally of David and Shlomo. If you remember, he, he helped the construction of the base of Amikdash. He was rewarded with riches, long life, 500 years, they say, and a successful reign. Um, but, however, Yechezkel said that Hashem is going to allow Bavel to, to destroy uh, the achievements of Hiram's wisdom. It will be clear that he's not a god when killed by the enemy. This is a really interesting thing because Hiram, on the one hand, um, clearly was not a pious person, at least it is Midas, you know, Guybrand, saying he's a god philosophically, not in tune with Klal Yisrael, but he helped. He did things. And as we've learned before, you get paid back in a good way for the good things that you do. So helping the Beis Amikdash is something he did, and he got paid back for that. He got rewarded for that. Um, uh, but but not everything is good because Sir exploited foreign countries Tsar um, was exploiting their desperation uh, to conduct business, and uh, the businessmen who came into Tsar were oppressed, the Radak says, uh, as does Mitzvah's David, by the way. Hashem will wipe out Hiram with fire, represents Gaiva pride, because um, other nations were appalled by their behavior. Uh, Yechezkel then targets Sidon, which is the country that had business ties with Tsar, um, that had held incorrect ideologies like Tsar. Sidon will be killed. Blood in the streets through plagues, pestilence, and they're judged by Hashem. Um, we talk about a painful thorn over here, Yechezkel talks about. Uh, Hashem will remove that painful thorn from Klan Israel that refers to our enemies, whereas we eventually will build houses and vineyards, uh, will dwell, dwell in tranquility. Um, what does that mean? What does that mean? So it says there's a deeper allegory for this. Chazal says it's a deeper message or a deeper uh, m- metaphor for successful spiritual pursuits. Um, in other words, it's not just ish tachas gafno tachas teinoso that will be in Eretz Yisrael living peacefully. It means it means it's referring to kedusha. It's referring to planting deep roots, spiritual roots. Um, according to others, by the way, interesting that the fruit. According to some, sorry, it's Gemara Sanhedrin. The fruit which Adam Rishon ate from was a vine. Um, so here you have a bit of a reference to history going back on itself. In other words, our role really is just to achieve what was supposed to be achieved at the beginning of time. As the Ramchal says in Derech Hashem, yeah, Adam had a mission, and for whatever reason, he didn't perform that mission. From that, there were splinter souls that are dotted throughout history, but our job is to get back to what Adam Rishon could do and could achieve and was supposed to achieve. Uh, Khan Yisrael nearly did it at Matan Torah, but we're supposed to get there. Uh, and therefore, here we have the vine, Adam Rishon ate from a vine, and here we're talking about the vine um, the vine over here as well. You know, very deep things happening, and not just simple prophecies. You know, simple physical things. See the depth behind it. Just a, a slight moshal or example where we find this as well. And the kliyakar in um, Parashas B'chukosai asked the question, asked by many earlier than him, which is why is it that in the Torah the rewards are physical? Surely, real reward is the next world. Why are we purporting to give physical? Uh, reward, if real rewards in the next world, what does that mean? Downgrading rewards for mitzvahs, it's only going to be raining in its correct time. So he there quotes seven different approaches, one of which I'd like to show or share. 
<laughs> the one he quotes is just a beautiful idea. Um, I think it's Chavos Halabavos. I forget who he quotes it from. That when we talk about rain in this world, there is rain in this world. That is the reward. But that is symptomatic. That is a, an expression of rain in the next world. That means growth. That means a good bank account in the next world. In other words, certain things happening in this world are reflective of the upper worlds. As the Gemara in Tainus says, Lo Yerushalayim shall mala ad Yerushalayim shall mata. I think it's that way around. In other words, there is a, a synergy. There's a reflection um, that uh, I think that Hashem is not going to come to the upper Yerushalayim until we perfect this one. What we have in this world reflects the upper worlds. And here is an example of it. That is Perek Chav Ches of Sefer Yechez.